Hello, this is Dr. Ed Hill, host of This Week in the Word, where we grow in our knowledge of the Word of God and our walk with Christ. I'm so happy you joined us on our podcast today. The title of this episode is The Valley of the Shadow of Death. I felt that in light of the COVID-19, coronavirus, Wuhan virus troubles that we're all going through, that this might be of particular comfort to many of you and even to myself. So let's turn to Psalm 23 today. Psalm 23, this is a very familiar passage, I'm sure, to most of you. And if it's not uh, familiar to you yet, I believe at the, by the end of this episode, I believe you will even want to commit it to memory. So what are we dealing with during this period of crisis? I'm recording this, by the way, in, on uh, March 29th, 2020. So everything that's happened up till now kind of figures into this and we don't know everything that's going to follow. But many people are dealing with very real fear. For example, obviously doctors and nurses, medical techs, ambulance drivers, law enforcement, and possibly even the National Guard members who are helping are confronted on a daily basis with something that's very fearful to them, and understandably so. Moms and dads are in fear for their, their health and their family. You might be worried about yourself and your family. What will happen if jobs are lost or mortgages go foreclosed? What will happen if you're a business owner? Many people are navigating all of that today. What happens if you lose your job? These are legitimate and very real and very understandable emotions that we have, uh, the emotions of worry and fear and concern. But I like what Sammy Davis Jr., the great entertainer, said. You always have two choices, your commitment versus fear. I like that because if you're in the medical field, long ago you deliberately and consciously made a commitment to health care. If you're in the National Guard, you made a commitment to your state and to your nation. As a husband and wife, a mom and dad, and so on, we've, we've made commitments that we have to live up to. So as we think about fear, remember that you have responsibilities. Don't allow the responsibilities to overwhelm you. Let's go to Psalm 23. Most of you have already turned there, and I'm just going there now. Psalm 23. I'm going to read the whole psalm right here at one time. David, the great King David of Israel, who had himself actually been a shepherd when he was a younger man, wrote this psalm. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. 
He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Psalm 23. In preparing for this episode today, and some of what I read, two questions were raised or were pointed out that are that are really raised and answered in this psalm what are we like to god and what is god like to us david's answer under the leadership of the holy spirit as he wrote this psalm was the lord jehovah is my shepherd And that meant a lot to David. You see, David understood, having been a shepherd himself, that sheep need a shepherd. And the shepherd is always with his flock. The Lord is my shepherd. And there's a conclusion from that. I shall not want. Now, as circumstances and certainly as Satan and demonic forces seek to worry you and create fear and panic in you, not only about health issues, but about will you have a job when all of this is over? If you get sick, will you recover quickly? If you get sick... Could it lead to your death? And what happens to you when you die? Well, for believers in Jesus Christ who are listening to this episode, we have, and I can say confidently, we have no fear of dying. That is, when this life on this earth ends, and it might be through this pandemic, We know that to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Amen. However, I will point out that probably many of you who are believers in Christ are saying right now, Pastor Ed, I I get that and I love that and I, I take comfort in that. And I don't fear dying, but it's, it's the process that I fear. It's the ramifications of my death that I fear. And you know, I understand, and so does the Lord. You see, we, we 
we might not be worried about dying, but it's, it's getting dead. Sometimes it worries us. Like, would we die with this disease or a car wreck or heart attack or old age or how will we die? And will there be a lot of pain and discomfort in that? And that's a very normal concern. Well, the Lord would even help us through that. Should, should I become sick or you become sick in this pandemic? Now, I believe in God that I'm at a place in my life where um, I believe with his help, I could make it through it and I would recover. You might not feel that way. You might feel that if you were stricken with the coronavirus, that it would be your death. What you should do today is you should make sure the Lord is your shepherd. You see, this is all very personal here. He says, my shepherd, he cares for me. My shepherd, he watches over me. My shepherd, he defends me. And as a believer in Christ, you can take comfort in that. If you're not yet a believer in Christ, you might not believe in God at all. You might be an atheist or an agnostic. You're not really sure. You may belong to some other faith tradition. I invite you to make the Lord your shepherd so that you, with me and many other believers, can say, He's my shepherd. I shall not want. And what does that mean? Well, a good shepherd, as we read, finds a place for the sheep to lie down in green pastures, a nice meadow. And you know, I, I read in my studies here that if sheep are fearful or they're hungry or thirsty, they're agitated, they will not lay down. And the Lord makes it for me and you so that we can lie down in green pastures. He meets our needs. But Ed, how is he going to do that? I don't have a clue. But I know this, he's my shepherd and he can be yours too. He leadeth me beside the still waters. Did you know that Shepherds say that sheep are, are skittish around swift-moving water, you know, like rapids. They won't drink from that. The shepherd has to lead them to a place where the water is still and quiet and peaceful, like a, like a creek or a spring or a lake or something like that. And this is how Jesus cares for us. He restoreth my soul. That word restoreth, it kind of gives the idea of he brings me back. Now, I don't know about you, but after only two or three weeks of this, even at a distance, just observing it, and then using social distancing guidelines and so forth that, that the president has asked us to do, and perhaps your governor has issued guidelines similar and maybe even a lockdown. 
But after only a few weeks of this, I, I, I just, I'm so glad the, re, the Lord restores my soul. He brings me back. I can't imagine being quarantined for two weeks, four weeks, you know, 10 weeks or something. I can't imagine being on lockdown. If I had to go through that, I know that he's able to bring me back. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. In other words, he will, he will walk the path ahead of me like a good shepherd, and he will show me which way to go. None of us know right now, this moment, what tomorrow brings, much less a week or month or a year from now. But I know this, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Now we come to verse 4. During the Iraq War and the war in Afghanistan, all the way I see it, battles in the larger war against world terrorism, many of our Marines and soldiers would write Psalm 23 verse 4 on the camo cover of their Kevlars, their helmets. And you can find photographs of this online. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. What a comfort. I like the fact here that he's, David says, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. We don't go through that valley to stay in it, my friends. We only walk through it. Even if that valley of the shadow of death was becoming ill and passing away from the coronavirus, we're not in that forever. We get through that valley, and if we are believers in Jesus Christ, as I said earlier, in the Bible it says to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Many have pointed out that it says the valley of the shadow of death. And they have felt that this meant that actually the person would not die in that valley, but it was like a David probably, probably remembered leading a flock through those narrow valleys and ravines in Israel. And every, every dark 
shadow and cave and corner and turn could hold a, a mountain lion or some other beast that would attack David and his flock. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. It may even mean that this, this is the valley that we go through the final time on our way to be with the Lord. But you know what? He says there, I will fear no evil. He doesn't deny that he's in a valley. He doesn't deny there are shadows and that it could be the valley of the shadow of death. But he knows he's walking through it. And watch this. He knows the Lord is with him. For thou art with me. He's not alone. You're not alone. I'm not alone. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff comfort me. Now I would say to those listening today, whether you're of another religion or no religion at all, I certainly can understand that if you thought you would contract this dreaded virus and it would cause your death, I can certainly understand how you would be in fear because you would enter eternity with the, the guilt, the weight, and the burden of your sin on you and you do not know what awaits you on the other side of death. I could certainly understand that apprehension and fear. When you trust Christ as your Savior and Lord, who has overcome death and who has paid the penalty owed to the Father for our sin, when you trust Him as your Savior and Lord, He is with you. His rod and His staff comfort you. Those are the instruments by which the shepherd protects and defends and guides his sheep. I'll be honest, friends. If I thought I had to face all of this without Jesus, I just don't know what I would do. And maybe you've listened to this episode today so that you could hear about Jesus Christ. You could belong to Him by trusting in Him as your Savior and Lord. And you could have Him with you and have Him comfort you as your shepherd. When we are in that position, as verse 5 says, Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. You know, nothing angers enemies more than to see the people of God blessed. The Lord is able to provide. Darlene Rose was a missionary to the South Pacific shortly before the Second World War. And before the United States was dragged into the Second World War, Japan had conquered a good bit of the Pacific. They were the dominant power in that part of the world at that time. 
The day came when Darlene Rose and her husband, both missionaries, were captured by the Japanese army, which was sweeping across the South Pacific by this time. Her husband was taken to a prisoner of war camp for men. Uh, They were Americans, by the way. And she was taken to a prisoner of war camp for women. Darlene never saw her husband again. He died in the Japanese prisoner of war camp, a martyr for Christ. Darlene, however, survived. At one point in her imprisonment, she was so hungry and so overwhelmed that she prayed to the Lord that she only wanted one thing, just one banana. If she could only get one banana, she would be ever so grateful. Soon she heard a Uh, movement at the door of her cell. And in came the most brutal guard in that entire Japanese military prisoner of war camp. But this time, he had a banana. Actually, he had a bunch of bananas. And he growled and threw them on the floor in her cell. Darlene was completely blown away. God not only brought her what she asked for, but far more than she asked for, an entire bunch of bananas. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. David concludes with the obvious logical conclusion in verse 6. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. You see the phrase there, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. The word mercy is hesed. It means God's covenant love. Surely goodness and God's covenant love shall follow me all the days of my life. In other words, God has cut a covenant with you and I who believe in Christ. And he cut that covenant in the sacrifice of his son, God has bound himself to take care of us. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I've often thought when I would have a difficult day, and my version of a difficult day may be different than yours, I'm sure it is, But all of us can think of things that distress us. And I've often thought on a few of those days, I haven't had many, but a few of those days that I've ever had, all I have to do is walk with the Lord today and finish today 
And you know what? If I wake up tomorrow, God will be here to walk with me one more day. One more day. Just one more day. One day, it will be my last day. And you know what? I'm excited that however I leave this world, whether it's through the rapture of the church or through my own death, one day I'll breathe my last breath on this earth and I will be forever in the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I hope this episode has been a blessing to you today. Possibly you, you like many, have been very troubled. Maybe you're a Christian and you just let the 24-hour wall-to-wall news cycle just flatten you like a bulldozer. <laughs> you're as flat as a pancake. May I humbly suggest that you turn that off. You know, if you get it or you need to know something, somebody's going to come and let you know. Amen? Certainly, we should reduce our intake of the media that, that thrives on if it bleeds, it leads. Turn it down at least, if not off, for a while. Spend more time in the Psalms. One thing I've been doing recently as I have been listening to the Psalms being read through Bible Gateway. They have an audio uh, aspect to that. It's easy to find, and it's free. So I've been listening to as many, sometimes as 70 Psalms in the morning, just listening to them, and it builds up my heart and my soul. That may be that would be better for you as a believer than a prescription from a psychiatrist, let me tell you. Listen to the Psalms. Reduce your intake of troubling news. Listen, the news always makes it worse. It may be bad, but they make it worse than it could ever be. Reduce that, mute it for a while, Plunge yourself into the Psalms. In fact, I, when I was a pastor, I used to tell people often, take five Psalms a day and call me in a month. Say, well, what are you talking about, Pastor Ed? Read five Psalms every morning, every night, let's say, but find a time every day to read or listen to five psalms a day and do it for a month. You will have listened to the entire hymnal of the Old Testament, the book of Psalms. Every human emotion that we can feel is spoken about in the book of Psalms. God will restore your soul. If you're not yet a believer in Christ, your homework is to get saved. Call on the Lord for Him to save you 
and he will do it. If you need help with that, I'm going to give you a number. I'm going to quote it twice. You can call this number during business hours, central time in the United States. It's 888-537-8720. 888-537-8720. You can get help with your spiritual questions, your spiritual needs. You can grow as a Christian. You can come to Christ if you call that number. Thank you so much for listening to This Week in the Word. I trust that this has been like a balm, a medicine to your soul. Trust in the Lord and know Him as your shepherd. Please share this with others. Tell them how to find This Week in the Word at www.dredhill.podbean.com. Remember, there's no period after the DR. Just dredhill.podbean.com. Thank you, and I look forward to teaching with you again on the next episode. God bless you. Bye-bye.